Welcome to the penultimate uh, episode of Traveling Random Thoughts of a Traveling Salesman. Sorry. Um, second to last episode of season one. Um, <clears throat> here we are. It is uh, the uh, second uh, week of December. Nothing uh, really of note happening uh, currently, I, I guess. Um, you know, within the the grand scheme of holidays and stuff like that. I mean, obviously there's news and current events and all kinds of stuff like that, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. Today, I wanted to talk about something that uh, recently came to my attention. I'm, uh, in the last episode, I told you guys that I I went back to school and that I've been taking a couple of classes uh, each semester. Well, one of the classes that I'm taking this semester is uh, communications um, for the, uh, the the course of study that I'm going for. This was something that I was missing. <clears throat> it wasn't one that I previously needed, which is totally fine. Um, I, I kind of thought it was. I think it kind of thought it was interesting. I mean, obviously, I'm in sales, uh, not necessarily marketing, um, and this class is definitely. Um, I would say. While it is a communications class, this is definitely like an intro to, to marketing. A uh, lot of things that have been covered, <clears throat> and um, it was pretty good. It was a, a short, like little eight-week uh, course, so highly accelerated. Um, and uh, I, I, I learned a lot of different things from it. One of the things, though, that I learned, I it, it kind of blows my mind, okay, um, so obviously we we are fully aware. All of you are aware of you know the influencers that are on uh, Instagram, TikTok, you know Facebook, things like that. Um, there's also you know the celebrity influencer, <clears throat> and we all know uh, sometimes a celebrity influence doesn't really go very well. <clears throat> um, like for example, uh, like what happened with. Uh, you know, Kanye West um, semi-recently, uh, you know, that, I, I don't, I don't want to get into the, the long and the short of it, but um, that did not go well uh, for either, either party, uh, his, his um, like sponsors or whatever, uh, Adidas, uh, I think it was Adidas, I'm, I'm not, I'm not too dialed in on, on that. Uh, you know, stuff, but <clears throat> like, you know, the, the Yeezys or whatever, like those were dropped. And I know at, at the time, a lot of people were, you know, burning their Yeezys, throwing them out, you know, whatever, which uh, the same thing happened with uh, James Charles previously, like, uh, that, which, which is the thing, you know, if you associate an influencer with a brand um, and that influencer does something you know, crazy or, um, you know, something that definitely goes against either the contract or the brand that they're representing and things are dropped and, and feelings are hurt. Like obviously there's going to be some kind of uprising, some kind of backlash like that's, and that's not good. I mean, that's honestly, you know, for any company out there, that is a terrifying thought. Um, so, you know, I thought I was like, yeah, sure. But <clears throat> you know, if you've got, I mean, especially when you have some of these influencers, on, um, you know, like TikTok specifically, there are folks out there that are not getting paid 
but yet they're creating content either for or around certain brands. Um, and these companies are totally chill with just bringing in, you know, whatever kind of, uh, you know, money based on, on people who follow that person, that influencer. And they're like, yeah, we don't have to pay a dime for it. And then if something crazy happens, if something wrong happens, um, <clears throat> then it's easy enough to kind of separate yourself. Like, hey, we were never uh, affiliated with this person. You know, it's easy to kind of step away. So I think that's kind of yeah, kind of the ideal um, <clears throat> arrangement for people. And then if people, uh, if, if the masses start following a specific influencer and uh, there's enough of a pull and they, they kind of, you know, like, yeah, this, this could be a good deal. There's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, pairing up with a company and trying to get them to sell products. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't want to say that's the future. It's the now um, because the future, which is also happening now, kind of weirds me out. Um, so, okay, you know, you've got regular people who are representing a brand uh, regular people who are promoting a brand. Then you've got celebrities also doing the same, whether they're brand ambassadors representing the brand or they're just like, hey, I'm famous movie star, such and such, and I love blank product. I love tacos. Um, go out and buy tacos today. I approve of this message. And yet they're not being paid. They just say, oh, I really like these tacos. I eat them all the time. What are you going to do? You're going to go out and try that taco if you've never had it before. Um, I mean, I, I I would, but I'm I'm also, you know, I don't know. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Um, mainly because I like trying a lot of different things and also seeing if the hype matches uh, the expectation. So in this instance, and I know no specific celebrity was tied to this, and I'm sorry if I'm going to offend someone at this point, but the I, I have never had a meal at Culver's that I enjoyed, and I think it's I think it's me. I think it's my fault, honestly. Um, m most recently, well, I guess this wasn't most recently. This was actually like I guess a month ago now, which is crazy to think about. Um, I was like, you know, all the, like the stuff for the Curter burger, you know, the giant cheese curd on the burger. Like everyone was like going crazy for that. I love cheese curds. You know, that's one of my favorite things to get when I'm in Wisconsin, because the Wisconsin cheese curds are, in my opinion, the best that I've ever had. Um, this is one of those instances. I don't think it's Wisconsin's like dish that they're famous for. I mean, they're famous for like cheese and, uh, uh, New Galeris beer, because you can only get that in Wisconsin. Um, <clears throat> but the, one of those dishes that I'm like, yes, the the, the locals have it. They figured it out. Um, they got it on a lockdown. You know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, I, I go, I find a place that has it, because a lot of places, a lot of locations had sold out of it already. And I tried it, and it was, I don't know, the burger was dry. Um the, the cheese curd was cold. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I ordered through the drive-thru. It was super busy there, so I thought, oh, this is great. I'm going to get, like, hot, fresh food. 
No, uh, the crinkle cut fries this time were, were actually pretty good. It, it To me, I think the crinkle cut is the hardest fry to get right because you want that inside to be fluffy and soft, but you want the outside to have that really good crunch. Not too hard, not too soft, just that perfect fry crunch. And you can get the perfect fry crunch with a crinkle cut fry, but it is very difficult to achieve. Not everybody does it. I, I mean... White Castle is terrible about the crinkle cut fry. It is always soggy and sad. Um, if you're going to get a fry from White Castle, I recommend getting the onion rings or the chicken rings instead. But <clears throat> that's my opinion, and uh, and maybe maybe th- maybe this will initiate some some comments of people coming after me about the the Curter Burger, which is fine. I again, it, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I was disappointed by it. Um, I, I even took off the cheese curd disc. Um, it was fine. It needed seasoning. It, that's, that's my biggest problem with Culver's. There's no flavor. The meat is cooked because it's that, you know, like, oh, it's a butter burger. Yeah, it's a smash patty. Like, it's always dry. They're trying to get that lacy, you know, ness to it, which is fine. I've got no problem with that. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that don't know how to do that right. And so... Sometimes you get essentially a smashed, dry, whatever. And because there's no cheese on it, you're not even getting the uh, illusion of moisture in the burger patty because the cheese is inside the fried curd format. And yeah, it. I mean, again, if, if the cheese curd was like fresh out of the fryer, I'm sure it would have dripped down and it would have been a cool experience. And I would have had the the... All the powers combined, you know, coming together. And also, it was, it was a single patty. I didn't, again, I just said, I'll take the Curter Burger. And that was it. Like, I didn't add or subtract anything. I just wanted it straight up how they do it. I should have probably asked for a double. Maybe that would have changed things. But, you know, that was it. And I also tried uh, their chicken tenders at the time. And uh, those were fine. Um, I th- it's, like a, it's like a cornmeal breading. Um, which I'm cool with on fish, but uh, chicken it was a, it was a, it was it was different. It was different. Which, you know, again, it's fine. Uh, I think that's going to go on the list of places that I never go back to. Um, on that list currently uh, is uh, Culver's and uh, uh, Burger King. I've it has been years since I have had something from Burger King that I've actually finished because it was palatable. Um, I, I've missed their breakfast a lot. I think their breakfast is probably the best thing that they do. Um, but if if I'm if I'm hungry during breakfast time, which is now rare uh, for me, I usually my first meal is at the earliest. It's at like one o'clock. Um, <clears throat> but if I am up early enough to get breakfast, uh, I'm either going to um, Hardee's, Carl's Jr. Or um, McDonald's, because those are things that I can't get at, at specific times. Um, Hardy's biscuits are consistent and delicious. Um, and McDonald's does does what they do pretty good. And they're everywhere, so it's easy. I'm a sucker for a McMuffin and a McGriddle. Um, their bacon is sad, but I still get a sausage, egg and cheese biscuit. Or no, sorry, sorry, a bacon, egg and cheese biscuit every now and again. Sausage McGriddle, add cheese. That's my, that's my home run hit <clears throat> uh, for a McDonald's breakfast. But that's neither here nor there. That's not what I'm here to talk, talk about. 
Uh, what I'm here to talk about is the crazy future of influencers. If you are not aware of this, I was not. Uh, and I spend a decent amount um, popping through on social media. There are artificial influencers that are created by companies. And these avatars are not people, but they look a lot like people, like crazy a lot like people. Um, they're usually in the, like, they look like models, you know, they're in that kind of body type. Um, there, there was, there was one that is like the, the most recent, like male, uh, Asian male model, uh, that is not a real person. It's, it's, and it's, it's so crazy. Cause like you see pictures of these people and they look like real people. I mean, again, like we, we have, as a society, we accept the fact that there are tons of, uh, you know, filters out there. It's like constantly throwing filters on us. Well, the problem is because we're doing that, we are blurring the lines between reality and non-reality, you know, artificial uh, creations. <clears throat> so, yeah, and, and here's and here's the crazy part. So these these created entities. Um, they will represent brands and the brands don't really, they don't have to pay a salary to a human being. It's a, it's a computer program. Uh, I'm sure there's some, uh, payment for being able to utilize the computer program or servers, uh, you know, design, you know, whatever. I'm sure that's all worked in that. Um, but it's not like you have to pay a consistent salary to anyone. Um, so you, you, th you think about it and it's like, this is exactly this is exactly what um, what a company would want. You know what I mean? Like you can fully control what kind of content is coming out of that person, that creator. Um, <clears throat> and then it's like, the, and and what's crazy is it's like, oh they they have um, you know significant others that they uh, they date and then they they fall in love with and they fall out of love. And these are also fabrications. They're also fake people. Um, it's it, it blows my mind, honestly. But but if you think about it, it's the perfect thing for these companies. Like, there's never and and there can be drama. So there will be, um, you know, some kind of drama. But it's all created. It's all fabricated. The story is is fixed. You know, the company can say like, oh, well, I'm. You know, my name is so-and-so, and I represent this company, and I think this stuff is better. And then, you know, this other person, well, I think this is better. And so, they're eventually, they're, they're putting, you know, two products or two companies up against each other, and they're creating the drama. They're creating the tension, and all of us just lap it up. Um, it's... Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to look up... Uh, an example so that you guys can Google um, what I'm talking about um, <clears throat> when it comes to artificial content creators or influencers. There are a few um, of note that are out there. Um, the virtual influencers, uh, I think, is is what they're they're actually called. Um, 
and it's it's absolutely insane. I mean, there's some there's some that even uh, release music on SoundCloud. Uh, it's and and like you know, again, they can represent any kind of uh, any kind of brands out there. You know, you could be cell phone, it could be uh, peripherals, it can be um, <laughs> anything. Uh, so the the one of the most note. Um, I would say, okay, the, their, their name is Lil Michaela, L-I-L-M-I-Q-U-E-L-A. Lil Michaela has, a, has 1.6 million followers um, and essentially is a 19-year-old uh, female creation that, um, that, that, that like represents brands um, like you know, Calvin Klein and, um, uh, did the, the like hashtag team galaxy, uh, campaign for the Samsung galaxy, uh, line of, of technology. And it's like, and what, what's again, what's crazy. Like if I highly recommend you like looking up, um, pictures because when you, when you look at it, it's like, yeah, there's a little bit, you're like, it's like, it's like, it's really close. Um, I think the some of the facial features are not natural. I think that's where you can kind of see a little bit of reality kind of peeking through the curtain. But at the same time, you can go, oh, that's just a messed up filter or, oh, that's that's just, you know, whatever. Or, um, oh, some people just look like that. You know what I mean? Like, because we, we still think of, um, you know, like oh, well, you know, video games are different. Like there is still, you can tell when something is animated to look very close to real life. Um, but even when you think of the the deep fake content that's out there, um, when you think about the, uh, the movie studios that are taking scans, full body scans of actors and actresses, uh, and they do that because, you know, if something happens to that you know, actor or actress, you know, midway through, it's like, okay, well, we have, you know, full scans of your body. We can just upload you into uh, the program that we're using to, you know, recreate the background scenes um, or whatever. And we can just manipulate your body um, so that we can finish the movie. And <clears throat> it used that you used to be able to tell, uh, and you still kind of can, like if you're, if you're really looking critically, um, you can tell subtle things, you know, whether it's, it's like a weird outline or if it's uh, a subtle like interaction with something like, oh, the shadows don't seem right. Or um, there, there's like, uh, that's not how, you know, waves would interrupt. But I mean, the, the crazy thing is, is it's so, it's so real. It's so, it's absolutely insane. So, uh, I mean, this, this, this kind of, you know, gave me, gave me pause, um, because if this is working, our, our, I guess, I guess my, my issue is like, so, you know, we, we've had, we had the big labor crisis this year where a lot of people were losing their jobs or they just didn't want to work based on, you know, pay and benefits. And there was this weird struggle between a lot of things. And there was a lot of places that closed and, 
uh, I mean, we're still like we're kind of, like I don't want to say we're we're through it because we're not. Like there's still it's still going on uh, and things are still changing and evolving. Um, but the but the crazy thing is, it's like you know you have the automation movement. You know you have. Uh, you know how everyone's everything's being automated. You know, there's that that Taco Bell that opened this year um, that you you order on a touch screen, and then you get your order via like a tube. Um, you know, like the old bank tubes or whatever. Like there's a tube, and your order comes down that, and uh, you don't see a human being. I'm sure there's a human being that's putting your stuff together and putting it in the bag and then putting it on the table and sending it off to you. But you're not seeing, no one's running the drive through. It's, it's, a, it's all automated. And also, you know, you see the, um, the McDonald's that have the same thing. It's like in, in the inside, they have those touchscreen things and, uh, you don't have to interact with a human being. I mean, I, I'm guilty of this. I, um, today I went to, uh, to, I grabbed lunch and I, I ordered it on the app. Um, and, uh, I ordered it for pickup. I was hoping for a curbside option, but that wasn't available at this location, but I ordered it on, I ordered it on the internet and, um, got to the parking lot, walked in. It was sitting on the little, like, here's your order, uh, shelf, and I walked over. I, I didn't talk to anyone. I saw a couple people because the place was kind of kind of popping. Uh, it was jumping. And so, but I didn't interact with anybody. I just walked in. I grabbed my food and I went out and I was so happy for it because uh, every, well, okay, I think my sandwich was was messed up. I, I have to look back and, and look at the receipt to see if it was their mistake or my mistake. Either way, I ate it um, and I was fine with it. It just, you know, whatever um but that's so insane like if you think about you know the the opportunity that people have the hope that people have so it used to be the hope was you could become a professional athlete or you could become an actor actress like that was the hope you know what i mean like that was the the american dream to be on the silver screen go to tinseltown or you know be the the star quarterback of the in the in the Super Bowl like that was it but but now it's kind of shifted to being you want to be the next YouTube star you want to be the next like there are children that have put on you know what do you want to do for you know your future career YouTube star like that is a common answer with kids and it's like it's 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 plausible it's doable but if you think about it like when do we get to the point where it's all just like all of the the advertising, all of the um, you know commercials, and, and I know a lot of commercials are done by you know big actors because they're just trying to you know stay busy, get work in between stuff, and you know whatever it's fine. Um, but there are regular regular people, regular Americans, uh, and regular other people from other countries that just get you know like hey, I'm in. Uh, you know, like, 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 like Flo from the progressive, uh, commercials. I don't know if she was an actress beforehand, but that was kind of her big break. You know, like she's Flo. Um, it's the same thing with the AT&T, uh, uh, gal. I, I forget her name specifically, but, um, I don't, again, I don't know if her career came first or the commercials came first, 
But I, I do know that she was doing those commercials and then she voiced uh, Squirrel Girl on uh, like an animated series for Marvel. And I'm like, that's really cool. Like, actually, I think she would make a good Squirrel Girl in uh, like a live action setting uh, if they were going to do that, which I, I don't know if they will or not. But cause, I don't know, some some comic book characters uh, belong in animation settings only. Um, seeing like Condiment King in, you know, Batman the Animated Series is fine because it's hilarious and stupid. Seeing an actual person dressed up with condiments all over them, I don't know, it kind of takes you out of the out of the game. Maybe maybe not. I mean, it all depends on the writing, uh, realistically. Um, but that that just blows my mind that, you know, the thought of people used to uh, you know, like, oh, I really want to work in this factory because it's good money. I want to, you know, work. and I, I know that, again, factory work and mine, mining jobs were dangerous. You know, you could lose, uh, you know, limbs, you could lose your life. You know, it was it was hard work, but it paid really well. And you could you could build a good family off of that, a good foundation off of that. Um, you can't do that with a job in retail or or in fast food. Like, that's just like that's not how the, the setup is anymore. Um, so you're, you, you want to do that side hustle stuff. You know, you've got your job and then you, you start a side hustle, you start creating content. Um, you, you get a following, people start supporting you. Um, and then all of a sudden, like if you're able to quit your job and create content full time, like that's a dream for a lot of people. That's a dream for me at some point. Like I would absolutely love to be able to live comfortably ish, you know, I'm not saying that I need to make a, a crap ton of money, but it's like, if I could make the same amount of money that I am now and be able to, you know, make my own schedule, create content and do things that I'm passionate about and that I, that I really, really love. Like if I could be a, a writer for, you know, sitcoms or for shows or movies or whatever, like I, that, that would, that would be fantastic. I would absolutely love that. Um, if I could do voiceover work and and make enough money to to you know stay afloat, like that would be fantastic. That that would be a dream come true for me. Um, but what's but if you think about it, it's like with all of the artificial, um, the, all the artificial intelligence, all the artificial stuff that's going on. Yeah, it's fun and it's kind of a kind of a novelty, but it's like you're kind of crushing a lot of people's dreams and you're you're limiting. Uh, the possibility for growth. I mean, you know, there's there's a uh, you know filters on on TikTok like vocal vocal filters or whatever, where it's like you can sound like this person, and it is. I mean, yeah, there's some things where you can kind of break it, and it's kind of funny because it doesn't know how to process it properly. But the more of those that we make fun of and laugh, the sooner they figure out the algorithm or the, the whatever setup they need to, to reprogram it. And now it's absolutely perfect. And now we don't realize that, you know, the, the movie that we went to go see, nobody is getting credit for voicing that character because that character doesn't exist in the real physical world. They exist in a digital space like that. That's crazy. And they didn't have to pay for that. I mean, you know, sure, they probably paid for the service, but it was probably a hell of a lot cheaper than paying an actor and, you know, offering uh, the extra perks and and whatever that you need to or that you have to. Again, it's not something that I'm uh, super familiar with. 
But I, I don't know. I, to me, I think that that is, while I understand the novelty of it and I understand um, the ease for companies, there's, I, I just, I get, I get weirded out by that. And I don't know if it's because um, it's that, you know, you start to get to a certain age and then you start to reject the new technology, the new stuff. Like, is that what's happening to me at this point? Like I'm rejecting it because I don't understand it. Or am I rejecting it because I, I feel like it's a slippery slope? You know, I mean, sure, would I be happy if I never had to work? I was able to um, do whatever I wanted to and live a life of, you know, leisure. And, you know, like if I was in, if I had everything that I did right now at this point and I was able to... Um, you know, just chill and hang out and I wouldn't never have to work. Like, would I be happy? Probably, but I would still have that hole of, I still want to do something. I still want to work. I still want to, again, like not necessarily work, but create content, create things, make things, build things. I, that's always going to be a part. It's a part of my anatomy. Like it was, I was a kid and I, I was always, uh, the the one trying to help out and and you know carry stuff that was like four times my size, and I struggled, but I, I did it anyway because that's just who I was. You know what I mean? Um, and you may not, and that's totally fine. Um, but anyway, so that so think think about that. Think about if you would be okay with being sold products by people that don't exist. Um, and you, you're just like, sure, cartoon characters have sold us plenty of things in the past, but we understand that those cartoon characters have a humanity to them because they're created by humans and voiced by humans. Um, so again, there's that connection there, but something that's just a computer, I don't know if I'm okay with that. So, uh, food for thought things to think about, um, Thank you so much for joining me today, and uh, I will see you in the season finale, which will be the next episode. Thanks so much. <laughs>